0: Hey everyone, this is Pete Perusic, and I want to welcome you to this edition of the Weathered Athlete Podcast, a place for us to honor those athletes that refuse to go quietly into the night. As a weathering triathlete and a physical therapist, I will spend my time talking with those athletes that continue to make the necessary repairs and continue to move forward. They may have a few cracks in their foundation or a squeaky step, and their patinas may continue to fade, but they are no less glorious than years prior. In fact, I feel they have more heart and resolve as they have weathered and can provide the pathway to set the standard that we should all live by. My goal is to determine what sets these individuals apart from the rest of society. After the discussion is over, I encourage you to stick around and hear a breakdown from a physical therapist's perspective of how this weathering athlete is able to keep moving forward. Don't forget to hit subscribe, leave a comment, and share with your friends. Today I'm honored to have Carl Cook, a local Greensboro runner and senior games participant with me as I complete mile number six. You will hear how he has overcome having a stroke, heart surgery and back issues to keep active and to stay competitive. I have a confession to make. The first year I met Carl was in 2014, which was the first year I volunteered at the Greensboro City Senior Games. My job was to time his 5k. I had just completed the Marine Corps Marathon that previous fall and thought I was a pretty decent runner. I will never forget looking at the timer and seeing 1955 as he crossed the finish line. So I went back that evening to the same track to see if I could beat that time because I was amazed a 67 year old could be that fast. I gave it everything I had and I was still over a minute and a half behind. In fact, my time that year wouldn't have even put me on the podium in the 70 to 74 year old age group. We spend time talking about his state and national games experience. During the interview, I was mistaken. He continues to hold the 5,000-meter record, which is a track 5K, in the state of North Carolina in 2014 as a 67-year-old. I hope you enjoy.
1: Hello, how are you?
0: Good. How are you doing? Good. Hey, I appreciate you taking some time.
1: I think this is an important. Something. I think this is important. That's why.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You said you, what, you wanted to try to do a blog at one point?
1: I thought about it, um, but turned out to be too much effort, and I just didn't think I'd be able to say enough to come up with something every time.
0: So what I'd like to do is we're just going to have a little conversation about things, and uh, I sent you those questions just to kind of give you an idea of some of the things I was looking for, but I'm open to anything you want to talk about. My goal is to try to tap as much information from you and um, everyone else that does these type of things. So...
1: Okay. Um, let me start off the way you with your first question because that one actually is a pretty good okay. introduction. Um, I started, uh, I turned 73 last week. Uh, I started running in my middle 30s and I ran for about 10 years and, um, you know, I had good results. But in that age group, I was like, I found myself, you know, hey, look, I'm 12th overall and 10th in my age group. <laughs> <laughs> so after a while, I just sort of stopped doing it. And I missed it for a long time. I kept having dreams about running because I enjoy it at every yeah. distance. Um, and then I stopped. So, and then when I turned 62, I was helping my daughter with a girls on the run class. She was taking girls on the run and I was, I was just helping out when I could. And we ran in a race to, together and she, before the race, And I wanted, I I couldn't decide whether to just run with her or what. And she said, dad, you just go ahead and you run your, do what you want. You run your race. So I did. And I, like, I was like in the teens and one age group. And I thought, and I was really addicted (laughs) at that point. That was fun. Yeah. It was 5K. So, and I'm still running. And, but now I've kind of, and I've done a variety of distances and tell you the truth. I like them all, but I really tend to, um, lately I've been kind of sticking with, <clears throat> with um, track events now, I, I kind of really—they're over quickly. I get to run <laughs> fast, <clears throat> and you know when you're—you know when you're at any age, you take it real pounding in your back and uh, well, your yeah. whole body. Uh, and I can do track events without doing extremely long runs. That's what seems to be hardest yeah.
0: for me. Yeah. What's the longest distance you've run?
1: Oh, uh, I've run. No, recently, I mean, just or? overall
0: in your kind of running career, what's the longest distance? Did you get up to marathons, or were you always short distance?
1: Oh, yeah, I ran I ran about seven okay. marathons, uh, including a trail marathon, which was yeah. brutal.
0: <laughs> yeah, you always got to make sure you pick your feet up.
1: <laughs> you do. Uh, it, and, and marathon runners often, I know, you looked at well, yeah. you've PT, so you've seen styles, and most marathon runners don't pick their feet yeah. up very far. <laughs> For good reason. I mean, you know, you don't want to take spend any more effort. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it was tough, but anyway, I enjoyed marathons. And about six or seven years ago, I ran in a half marathon, which I just yeah. really loved. But
0: yeah, you said you settled on what the eight hundred and the fifteen hundred, or your the track ones and the and mile.
1: Yeah, eight hundred to a mile, or is it going to be what I? But I like five Ks too, so I'll do some of those local yeah. races. Uh, lo- 5Ks
0: now yeah, um, now I know you've had to deal with um, some health issues.
1: Yeah, uh, let's see. Okay, about six years ago, I had a stroke. Uh, it happened because I have a PFO, which is, I don't know the Latin for it, but it's a hole in my heart that allows blood to bypass uh, the lungs, which are kind of a natural filtering thing for, for yeah. plots. So I had a clot go from my, uh, from a bruise on my leg, go th- directly through my heart without getting filtered and went to my brain and I had a stroke and just, it was really weird. I mean, I was like, oh, what what happened to yeah. the TV screen? It was right here a minute ago. <laughs> it was like nothing yeah. there, not black, like, nothing. Um, it was weird. So they found a PFO and so they were giving me stuff like Plavix, you know, which is, I mean, you could a sharp look would make me bleed. Yeah. It was just like anything caused you to, it was bad. So, um, so a few years later, oh, I, yeah, I ran some races and I uh, started and I started having angina and, uh, so, uh, and it culminated with a race. I ran in when I had the and in heart pain, the entire race, almost uh, the entire race and for about 30 minutes afterwards. So, I had a doctor's appointment so when I saw him <clears throat> he had it just did an MRI and immediately scheduled me for my uh, for another stint you know my chest but it didn't it failed so he they had to do open heart surgery they fixed the PFO okay. which is good and uh, yeah so now I've got these little this line of stainless steel twist ties holding my chest together. Okay um anyway that was two years ago a little over a little over two years ago uh and then after that i started back running again and things were going okay for a few months and then i started having back trouble it took a couple of years to figure out what was going on there but finally a pain blocker uh this kind of did the trick a pain blocker in the right spot and the right stuff just kind of stopped it i have to get one every Four months or so, <clears throat> but now so I'm just back training now, and I can run. So I, I keep my running to three days a week, and no more than about eight or ten, maybe ten miles at most, but eight miles is what I. Have
0: to do. Okay.
1: So that's good. I mean, so and I can live with that as long as I do other stuff too. But now with the virus, I've had to cut back on about everything. But I'm still running. Okay. I'm racing. Tomorrow. Oh, are you?
0: Okay, you're doing the virtual race you said for the
1: yes virtual race this is a 5k on track <clears throat> track event and i'm yeah looking forward to it although i'm not doing all that well the world scale anymore i'm just yeah I've slowed down a lot in my
0: yeah but you're still active that's the biggest thing um what's interesting is that i want to say it probably was somewhere around that five or six years ago when i saw you at hit the bricks um it's a for those that don't know, here locally, it's a 10K and a 5K. You run them back to back. And I happened to run and see Carl after I did the 10K, and he was getting ready to run. And he said, Oh, yeah, I was just in the hospital this week, and you were telling me about your your stay there. And then you went out and run the 5K. And as a PT, I'm thinking, OK, does your doctor know that you're out here running this race uh, right after being in the hospital that week?
1: <laughs> he knew because I was wearing a heart monitor the entire time, it was strapped to my <laughs> chest. And it transmitted the results immediately to, you know, the entire thing. Every second it would send out the, you know, my results. So he knew I was running. He
0: yeah see it. <laughs> So what have your doctors told you about running? Any restrictions that they placed on you or are you?
1: Well, it encourages me that if I'm afraid they're going to say something I don't like, I don't <laughs> generally tell them there's a problem. But, um, no, my, my heart, doctor has been very encouraging. And the guy that gave me the shot in my back, he said, um, just do as much as you can, as long as you can. Don't worry about it. We'll take, you know, something, maybe something can be fixed after it breaks. But (laughs) anyway, um, yeah, they've been very encouraging about it. There's so
0: much benefit of just doing exercise. So keeping yourself active, it's, it's a great thing. And I think, right, the risk of you not doing anything is probably greater than you doing something. So...
1: Probably. And I, Oh, I wanted to add too, that when I got uh, the age 69, when I started thinking, I'm not going to be able to run with this pain, I'm, I'm going to have to quit running. I took swim lesson, lessons at the Y and then I started swimming competitively. Okay. Cause I, yeah, you know, that's, you don't get the pound. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so are you competing for what, in the masters?
1: Yeah, I have. I, I'm not anymore because everything's yeah. shut down. Uh, and I'm, won't go back i'm going to focus on running i'm better at that or by i think bicycling. so okay
0: so how was uh the swimming did you enjoy at least a change of pace
1: i love it all i mean i like swimming bicycling running i like lifting weights i like uh i mean i just i i'm lucky i like i'm really lucky i like to exercise and whatever kind of exercise
0: so were you doing any biking or were you doing any biking leading up to covid
1: yeah, I was actually seriously thinking about competing in bicycle okay. races, um, but I can't yeah. now. <laughs> but, you know, it's a minor problem compared to the stuff everybody else yeah. is going through.
0: Yeah. Now, were you doing a lot of uh, uh, road riding or on a trainer? What were you doing?
1: Oh, I love spin okay. classes. Um, I um, I would ride on the roads, too, but... Spin classes were just—I just—I mean, they're yeah. workout.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they are. So, how many miles are you? Do you think you're running a week?
1: Oh, I'm. Well, right now this is a short week because I'm running in a race this week and last week. But and generally, I'm getting around okay. fifteen.
0: And has that changed over the years?
1: Yeah, I used to run. You know, like uh, mm-hmm. over between. Or you're around forty or forty-five, okay. something like that. But the 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 world record holder in my age group says that he only runs two or three days a okay. week. And he does other things, you know, like yoga obviously is probably very important. I haven't started doing that yet, but I'm gonna do that soon it's start doing okay. that soon. Um but yeah, stuff like stretching and exercises are so important right? when you get, especially when you get yeah. older. You can get away with stuff when you're <laughs> young, man. it's a kid like you,
0: it's... trust me, it's getting <laughs> harder for me too, Carl. Yeah. Uh, so, how often are you strength training a week?
1: Well, I, I I was doing it once or twice a week. That's all. But <clears throat> and of course, now the wise closed. Yeah.
0: So you're not yeah. really doing much yeah. at home then.
1: No, well, I'm doing... Actually, I did quite a bit of stretches okay. and uh, and floor exercises. I do that two or three times a week, every week.
0: Okay. And
1: even half of those running bicycles okay. and bicycling stuff and swimming. That's
0: good. When you do uh, your running, are you just doing a certain pace? Or are you trying to do some intervals? Do you work in any...
1: That's an important mm-hmm. question because uh, this... The person I was referring to earlier, Gary Patton, who does three days a week, he was the first one to actually ever mention that he stopped doing junk miles. And I didn't know what that meant at first. He runs because um, you can't afford to, especially at our age. Um, junk miles is like, you know, when, when you have a coach, you'll say, okay, you had a hard workout yesterday. Uh, today, do a recovery run. That's yeah. junk miles. Every workout I do has a purpose. I mean, with only doing three a week, I have okay. to do it that way. I, I do one tempo run, uh, which, well, a tempo run is like five or ten minutes fast, you know, above pace where you can talk, like a, maybe a 5K yeah. pace or something. And then a long run, maybe seven or eight miles, five to eight miles, and that's easy. It's important to take it real easy yeah. on those. And then I do one on on the track. We do sprints, you know, uh, 400 meters, 800 meters.
0: Okay. Like now, do you monitor your heart? Monitor your heart rate at all?
1: <clears throat> well, I have a Garmin, but uh, I've been starting to use my uh, chest strap lately because it's uh, it some problems with with using. Well, they're not. Sometimes they'll have higher levels and you know they'll go up, or it won't be sure. as accurate. And it will de- determine what your max heart rate is, and it will tell you how your level of intensity based on that, but it may yeah. not be right. So it's not useful. But yeah, I always monitor my okay. heart rate, but it's not because of the heart stuff. I mean, I feel like that's okay. over with, over and done. I'm on you know, over them on something okay. else now yeah
0: that's good okay. i didn't know if they gave you any guidelines of where they wanted you to keep your heart rate that's why i was curious about the interval type of stuff because that's really where you you improve um is by doing some of that faster yeah. running but i don't know if they're allowing you to to get out there and do that well
1: i'm the one that allows <laughs> me to do they just make recommendations i like it <laughs> yeah it's just their their opinion yeah. you know yeah. And it might be, and it is valid, a valid opinion. But uh, I, no, I mean, I, I, I have to make my own decisions. And they, they've never said anything about that. I have a doctor's appointment once a year where they ask, "How are you doing?" Take an EKG. I say, "I'm fine." Okay, (laughs) that is.
0: So, how did you become first involved in the Senior Games?
1: Well, I heard about them from somebody who was doing them, maybe Frank Smith. You probably yeah. know Frank. Yeah, he and he, he mentioned them, and I started looking into it online and realized, found out yeah. all about it, and signed up for the first one I could get involved with. Um, And you know, I love it. You know, I just... Uh, How you
0: know, old were you when you started?
1: Oh, I was probably 64. Okay.
0: Yeah, 64. Okay, so you've been about 10 years...
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now you've gone to states. Have you gone the nationals at all?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, I like state, um, <clears throat> and but the nationals were now there yeah. as an event. <laughs> Ten thousand plus athletes, a variety of ages, and yeah, I mean, to quali- you, So you qualify for nationals, you go to nationals, and they're like in my age groups, it was at the time sixty. 5 to 69. In my age group, there were 70, over 70 people wanting to run the 800 meters just in my age group. So they had to have, you had to qualify, you had to do qualifying races that even get into the final. It was great.
0: The, yeah, the competition's but, amazing.
1: It is. It is. Uh, yeah, it was, it was so. Great.
0: Did you go in with any misconceptions into nationals about these other athletes?
1: know because you can look it up yeah. online you I, I knew how fast they would run <laughs> who they were I didn't know what they looked like until I actually saw them but so you know now and we're all I, one of one the things I like about it is that we're all friends yeah. you know we see each other uh, and uh, say hello and we know each other and we, we like each other most yeah. for the most part
0: yeah. even the ones in your yeah. age group
1: oh yeah yes yeah, <laughs>
0: So did you happen to see any of the 90 or 100 year olds doing any of their events?
1: Yeah, I watched a guy, 102, he was throwing the javelin at the time and he did other stuff too, but he didn't he said he didn't run because it would take him all day to go do 100 wow. yards. <laughs> he had a, he had a t-shirt on that said, "Oh to be 100." <laughs> many people can wear a t-shirt
0: like that. I think I told you uh, last week I talked with uh, Becca Jordre who basically created the senior athlete fitness exam. So she's been going to nationals and she's the one where you do the kind of the balance test and we'll do some screens on people. And she was telling me last, it would have been last year in New Mexico, they had three people over 100 running a race. And so you weren't even guaranteed gold. I'm like, I can't imagine that. You think you should just get it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it?
0: So, um, have you done that senior athlete fitness exam? Do you remember?
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, I, I don't think it was at Nationals. It might have been the Huntsman World okay. Senior Games. Uh, I'm just, it might have been at Nationals. In any case, uh, yeah, I did it. I remember it. Uh, it was a young woman giving the test and looking at me, and I was trying to, I remember the balance test. There yeah. were several things, but I remember. Balance test best because I I practice my balance every okay. day. Uh, you know when you're brushing yeah. your teeth, you stand on one foot and you switch. So, um, but my balance was fine with my eyes open, which is how I am yeah. when I brush my teeth. But when I closed them, I, I was just, I was lucky I didn't yeah. fall. I uh, agree. Yeah,
0: it's it, it's hard. I think I'm pretty athletic, but when I tried to do eyes closed, I was lucky I made five seconds. <laughs>
1: You know? It oh, was okay. hard. All right. Yeah, that's good. To, good to hear that. Yeah, it
0: that. definitely is. But
1: they, they came out. I remember they came out with an age. Uh, your phys, something about a physical yeah. age at the. Uh, is that part of it? No, test? but
0: that's some of the results, and it's pretty amazing. Uh, she said when she, I think she's interviewed or actually tested four thousand uh, participants over the years, and. Uh, When they did some comparative data stuff, it showed that senior senior athletes aged about 20 years younger than community-dwelling adults. So they do have some data out there, so it just shows how active and how physically fit people are.
1: Yeah, and that's what it showed to yeah. me, too. So, yeah, I can believe that. And
0: it's amazing, 20 yeah. years. It's yeah, and it, and it doesn't have to be, you know, we, we focus a lot of times on the running events, but you think of all the other things, uh, the events that are going on, it's just being active. It is such a benefit for people to stay active, uh, no matter what it is. So what do you, what do, you yeah. do now as far as injury prevention? Um, we talked a little bit about stretching and, and maybe some yoga. Um, anything else you're doing?
1: Uh, stretching and exercises and avoiding Oh, I try to avoid concrete. That's about the worst okay. thing you can do, especially with back issues. Uh, so the greenway is mostly out. There are parts of it that have yeah. more asphalt. I actually would prefer to run all the time on trails, but that gets kind of boring after a while and I really have to pay yeah. attention. <laughs> um, so I find nice, fairly shaded places okay. to run. And, uh, but I so I run on asphalt. But, and I wear hokas now, too. You know, I have that huge amount of padding okay. in them. Yeah, so I just, uh, I just pay attention to my body probably a lot more. Okay. Than I used to. So, because now it just doesn't tell me stuff. Yell at me.
0: <laughs> so, as far as trails, yeah. um, how, how do you like that transition to trails?
1: I never, noticed any problem at all and just watch your yeah. feet more don't wear sunglasses yeah, yeah. i learned that <laughs> um, but to me it wasn't really it was just yeah. so running and trying too. same thing yeah. it's just running and you're really nervous for a race but once i get on that get there and they get ready to say star, it's just running i've done it a thousand yeah. times so
0: yeah do you um so when you go into a into a race do you kind? Do you have a set plan of how you want to run that race? Does the enthusiasm and just everything, the hype, get you going faster sometimes than you intended?
1: Yeah, I think it's probably true <laughs> of everybody. Um, but yeah, it it, it does. Um, a plan you usually have some kind of plan, especially for yeah. a track event. I mean, you're like eight hundreds. You know you you need to know what you're going to do most of the time because it you know you're always you. It's hard to pass on a turn. You don't want to pass on a turn, but you need to. You have have to have a plan, depending on how the race is and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: So if you could go back and talk to your fifty-year-old self, what advice would you give yourself about health and fitness?
1: Uh, About overtraining, I I have. Since I like exercise, I do have. Sometimes I have a problem with overtraining. Uh, and, uh, over stay off concrete, um, basically, oh, and, and, yeah, uh, cross training is actually yeah. a lot of yeah. fun too.
0: Now, do you follow any specific nutrition plan or?
1: Not particularly. I mean, I, I watch what I eat. I don't drink, I do not drink a lot of soft drinks. They're, they're not, <laughs> they're not yeah. great for you. Um. Uh, I'm pretty. I try to stay away from, well, junk calories. You know, like cake and chips. I'm just anyway. I I try to just watch what I'm eating and try not to try not to go to bed stuffed full. Food that's just awful.
0: Okay. Now, how have you? kept yourself busy with all this COVID stuff. I know you've been doing some virtual stuff. Um, Have you been able to get anything else in activity wise?
1: Yeah, I'm always doing something like um, we, I've been working out in the yard, pulling Ivy for about over a month now, (laughs) every day. My goal is to go out there and spend at least an hour pulling Ivy and that sort of thing. And uh, just get involved with other stuff. You know when you're, you know how it is when you're training. Well, like when you're training for a triathlon, most of your time isn't—you don't have as much free time as you might ordinarily. No, it
0: just—it forces you to be a little bit more focused, though. Um, and when that goes away, then that focus goes away, unfortunately. And you say, "Well, I can do that later. I don't have to do that right now." At least when you're training for something, yeah. you know you have that concrete time. Okay, this is my window to go get something done. Um, so it's, it's been, it's been struggle, I think for a lot of people and I'm hoping that, you know, all the local events have at least gone virtual so you can still have something to, to be involved in. And I'm just not sure if, you know, the hope was by fall, we would be back to doing some events, but even then I'm starting to question. I think the rest of the year is probably going to be a loss. And I think hopefully come spring, we can get back to where we'll have those things to actually do in person.
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah, you're probably right. And I'm really, I really miss those end of year parties.
0: <laughs> yes, I know. I was already thinking about that too. I'm like, we're not going to be able to do that this year. I don't know how we're going to, everyone's going to be in their home.
1: <laughs> oh, I, here, I have, uh, let's see, I have a story. I was, when I went to the doctor, I had the chest pain, went to the doctor, the cardiologist. I uh, said, the first thing I told him was, look, I have an end of year party coming up Monday and one Tuesday. I don't want those interfered with. So, um, and he said, "Okay, well, but unfortunately, it was immediate i immediately had me scheduled for
0: that." <laughs> yeah. Now at seventy-three, where do you see yourself in another 10, 15 years?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, still running, slower, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Would be the best, best, most likely. But I've told my friends, you know, um, for me, running is not a short-term thing. My, I've told my friends that our goal is to. Make set a world record in the relay for ninety year olds. Love so, that. so even if, so, you know that, and that's helped a lot getting through the heart, and back, and all this other stuff because it's you know this is long term, and something a little glitch like a heart attack, and it's mm. just <laughs> you yeah. have to wait uh, a couple more years. You'll be in a different age group. You'll be running <laughs> really slow people then, and i Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, you, I don't know. The competition's still there. That's the, that's the problem. You
1: know, I think one thing I believe I've noticed is that the competition, it's not just still there, but it's better. I mean, yeah. especially the 70-year-olds, 80-year-olds, 90-year-olds, more of them are getting into it, and it's yeah. making the competition much tougher. Yeah, uh, That's a good thing.
0: Yeah, that's good. So do you have a group of friends that, that you train with or that kind of that help you get through things?
1: No, nobody likes me. <laughs> I, um, one thing I used to, we can't do much now. I, I don't, uh, except for races, you know, races you get to see other people. But uh, one thing I am doing right now, it, or was doing, is um, I help lead a group of runners on the Tuesday night track, uh, Tuesday night track event. Okay. Um, we used to meet at NCA and T, but it's closed now. So I just send it out every week. Here's your find a flat space that's not concrete and 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 do your workout on that. Measure off the distance. So we do a variety of distance, everything from a hundred yards to about up to a mile. Okay. Um,
0: so Wait, what are the that's, what are the age groups?
1: Uh, there's no we 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 only have about a dozen people, and they go from people who are in college to well Frank Smith is approaching eighty now. Wow. Does it, and you know, we, we of course we ran at different speeds. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's okay.
0: That's good. You social distance if you are together anyway, so everybody's at a that's, different spot.
1: It must start that first lap you might start or every lap you might start <laughs> off saying that you're not gonna finish there.
0: See that that's great. So um what motivates you to continue to compete as you've aged?
1: I like competing. I like winning, I guess, is probably.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I've seen you in a lot of local events, and I know you win a lot of the age groups, or at least you're towards the top. <laughs> um, have you, at Nationals, have you won any medals?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Actually, I've won a fair amount. I don't okay. keep track of. I've won a couple of golds, I guess, at uh, maybe at um national hill or you know it's more like mountain running anything else and uh, and I hate hills yeah, and a bunch of silver and bronzes at national championships all over the country okay the uh, senior games I won uh, a bronze and a gold, okay so, yeah. yeah, I was I, looking I, I at the some.
0: I was looking at the state records here, and it looks like you still hold the—I want to say it's a 1500 uh, meter record here in North Carolina.
1: Okay, good to know. Yeah,
0: 2014. Uh, you're listed as the as the—I would say probably. So think about when that was. 2014. You would have been what 65 to 69, maybe?
1: Uh, yeah, definitely that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, 2014. So whatever that is, you oh, you have so the record.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear it. I because you know, I haven't been able to do any records. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow.
0: Hey, that's good. So you can you can hang that one up. That you have you still have that right now. No one in that age group has has taken it from you yet.
1: <laughs> Fifteen hundred. Okay, I'm I'm surprised, but happy about it.
0: So, do you have any personal mantras or sayings that you used to motivate yourself?
1: Oh, I don't know. I used to people say that if you if you don't puke after a race, you didn't try. But that's <laughs> That's silly. Stuff. <laughs> no, not really. Uh, I don't.
0: Okay. And then lastly, um, if you were to finish this sentence, uh, my miles are four, what kind of keeps you going?
1: Uh, I don't really need to. I mean, I, I don't have any problem to be motivated. Uh, okay. Like, I will start a race knowing that, or start a run. I'll go out and run. I said, okay, now this, I need to take it easy. It's a long run. So here's and my goal is this. So. Okay. But I mean, that that's the only thing I have. I
0: just. Hey, that, that works, you know, it, yeah, it um, you, if you have that, which I think you have that internal motivation anyways, you really don't need it for somewhere else. You're just going to go out there and, and, and enjoy the time and do it. Um, so really, Carl, that's the main questions I had. Do you have anything else that you wanted to talk about?
1: Uh, Will Cadmus award. You were asking about award. Okay. That's yeah. a big deal. And it's, it's a local award. Um, okay. local being more than just Greensboro, but not, you know, statewide or even it's, uh, the race series, uh, is that every year. And, uh, I was lucky enough to win, um, uh, that one year. It was, that is a big, a big deal for Greensboro. For sure. So,
0: so what is it? Tell me about it. Tell me more bucks. I don't know about it.
1: Well, Will Cavanaugh was a firefighter and uh, who, he was a very good runner and he, but he died at the end of a marathon in Chicago. That's right. Yeah. And, um, but he, he did a lot more than just be a good runner. He was, a, he volunteered a lot. He was raised money for various causes. He was, uh, and he was very well liked and a good person. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I remember that now um, when that happened. So the award—what? Did, how do did they um, come up with uh, a winner for that? What do they? What do they do?
1: Well, it's changed a little over the years. It used to be just maybe this the fastest, but then that quickly evolved into having you had to be—you uh, had to do a lot of volunteer work. And, okay. I mean, last year was Hollis uh, Overleas, and she <laughs> probably was. I mean, she's probably the epitome of the person who should win an award like that. She does an enormous amount of volunteer work, and she's an amazing runner. So,
0: okay. Um,
1: so basically, you have to you have to help the you have to work and help the um, running community. That's okay. Big, that's probably a big deal.
0: Okay, that's you great. That was, Congrats!
1: Thanks, I mean, they've been there've been some amazing people.
0: That's great. Um, so do you do a lot of, uh, volunteer charity work?
1: Um, charity, well, I, the volunteering I do, I think, as I can recall, right. Well, yeah, if somebody asked me to do something, I will, but I was thinking maybe of, mainly of running a volunteer to help in races. Yeah. Um, and, um, well, the Tuesday night track thing and, oh, and I helped, uh, Hollis, uh, a little bit with her um, middle school track team work. She actually uh, was a coach. Now, <laughs> you know, that's going on. Yeah. She was at okay. Kaiser Middle School.
0: Oh, okay. So lastly, I guess, what advice would you have to someone who's maybe turning in to listen to this and they're in their 60s or 70s and they really haven't done done much do you have any advice to them about getting started
1: yeah take it easy it's a lifetime you know thing don't start off trying to run uh, when i first started running i'd run about three months before i tried my first and i was doing about 30 miles a week when i did my first marathon it was just a bad idea <laughs> <laughs> um yeah take it easy don't increase your mileage by more than about 10 percent a week and you know, i you just you've got your whole life to do this uh, three times a week is plenty. Avoid jump miles. Stay off the concrete.
0: Yeah. If you- okay. Oh, and actually, uh, I forgot to ask you: Do you what do you do for recovery? Uh, do you do anything special after, say, a hard training session or an event?
1: Uh, I watch my nutrition, and I um, sometimes I walk the dog. You know. It's funny. I love to run. I hate to walk, but I will do that. I'll walk bicycle. I just take, take it real easy you on, know, I mean, lately, the last few weeks, I haven't been doing anything the day after I, Well, you know, nothing well work in the yard and stuff, but okay. I haven't been doing any running or anything. And it's probably better if you do something for your recovery, you know, not just sit around and watch TV.
0: Yeah.
1: It's, Um, but you know, don't run, walk, Walk walking, walking is really underrated as an exercise. Yeah. I I hate to do it. So that's for other people, but, (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: but it, you know, it is walking is that sometimes that's where you need to start too. you know, if you just start with the walk and everything else kind of falls into place from there. Um, but it's just putting that one foot in front of the other and, and get moving.
1: That's a good point. And when I was talking about If you're, you know, when you said that you're 60 and you're starting out, walking is a great way to really start.
0: Yeah. I I will say that's one of the biggest benefits I've seen so far of COVID, at least in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I have never seen so many people out walking where I'd say eight months ago, 10 months ago, Mm -hmm. I would see hardly anybody ever in my neighborhood. And now I can't go. Every two hours without seeing somebody walking around the neighborhood, so I think it's been a benefit at least for a lot of people that way.
1: I've noticed the same thing. It's a huge. Amount of people are walking and, and bicycling, and uh, in fact, I, I don't even bicycle anymore on the Greenway because there's just no room.
0: Yeah, so, I know.
1: Um, but there are plenty of roads. I do see people. A lot of people walking and running and bicycling on the wrong side of the road. I find that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think we need to have a little education on on that. I think as you get those people who just they're getting out there, which I give them benefit, but there are rules you have to follow um, yes. as as for their safety and our safety as uh, as drivers and everyone else.
1: Oh yeah, and, and especially on the greenway, which is so so narrow. Oh. When, I mean, people just like, okay, I'm gonna make a right turn here, and don't even look behind them. They just to the yeah. right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks a lot, Carl. I appreciate you taking the time and uh, being open about things. I'm looking forward to
1: seeing uh, some of your other interviews.
0: Oh, and thanks. And if you know of anybody else that may be willing to talk to me about what they've done, um, you can direct them to the website, theweatheredathlete.com. There's a way on the bottom that they can contact me or just shoot me their name or phone number or email, and I'd be happy to, um, to reach out to them.
1: I, uh, so over 50, right? Is that what you're looking for?
0: Over 50 is the main thing. Unless, let's say, if they're under 50, uh, then I want to, they have to have some involvement with this age group as far as coaching or maybe as a therapist that's uh, helping this group to get back after, say, they've had surgery or something yep. uh, to get, get active. So, but primarily I want the athletes to be over 50 um, and I'll take all sports because, again, I don't want this just to be about running. I don't want it to just to be about triathlon, uh, you know, I'm reaching out. I'm trying to get some CrossFit people that are in their seventies and eighties that are still doing some of the things they are, they're doing. So, okay. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and were able to get some insight into how one weathering athlete uses his experience to approach each day of training and racing to stay as injury free as possible. As he states, every workout has a purpose and he has worked to eliminate any junk miles. He demonstrates a great example of how, despite having some health concerns, he has worked to stay motivated, and with his competitive nature, continues to stay at the top of his age group. He has made the necessary modifications to add in cross-training, strengthening, and stretching as a way to decrease injury. His use of incorporating one-legged standing during his daily activities like brushing his teeth is a great tool for anyone to use to improve their balance. He continues to stay active in this COVID landscape by competing in virtual events, leading a local run group, and doing yard work. He was fortunate to be a winner of the Greensboro Race Series Will Kavanis Award for 2017, which goes to a local runner that exemplifies excellence in running and is an asset to the local running community through time helping others. I've attached a link in the show notes about his award. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. Please don't forget to hit subscribe to this podcast, give me a rating on iTunes, leave me a comment or drop me a line if you feel you have what it takes to enter the Weathered Athlete Podcast. Lastly, no matter how you complete your miles, I encourage you to use the following hashtag my miles are four, as a way to reinforce the purpose of those miles. As always, my miles are for the journey, People are sick.